Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got technology news, including Twitter, maybe giving you a few bonus characters in those 140. We've also got Amazon launching private label products, Apple's billion dollar bet on Chinese ride sharing, and Instagram's good new redesign. I don't know. We're going to talk about all of it, so we hope you stick around because Don't Panic is going to start right now. This is Don't Panic. Episode number 132, recorded May 16th, 2016, on private labels, bold icons, and Apple's billion dollar bet. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that is a hole in one, and by that I mean a quadruple bogey. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys who always try to sneak more than 12 items in the express line, it's Colby <laughs> Rabideau and Dan Miller. What's 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 the scoop, guys? I have never done that. You've ne- oh come on, you never I did thirteen. Oh oh no no no. Just slip in. You know me, Sean. I have a high respect for the rules. Oh, you're a renegade, Dan. Come on. No, I'm not. I I fucking love rules. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we gotta get you to tattoo that on your arm or something. <laughs> I have a personal rule against doing tattoos, oh. so never do that. See, there you go. Wow. this easy. guy is dedicated. Uh, speaking of checking out at the store, recently I was at Target and I was waiting in line for one of the, one of the cashiers and I don't know, like Target has that weird, like checkout desk layout where they're all over, not all over the place, but it's like a field of them and you have to like walk through, like there's no like clear lines. Um, but we, we were waiting at one line and there was one person in front of us and they were like paying and a target employee came up to us and said, there's like an open register over there if you want to go over there. So I was like, OK, so I walked over there and at that line, it was like the exact same thing. Like there was someone paying and the the cashier at that line said, oh, there's an empty register up there. Uh, like or she said, like, this could take a minute. There's another another register up there. And so so I went to the next the next register uh, ended up waiting for like five minutes at that register for the person to finish. Meanwhile, like four people went through the two registers that I was I was turned away from. Uh, it was very weird. So I no longer trust employees at stores to give, give me sound advice about about registers. You, you, were, you were trapped in Target purgatory. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. Oh my! Also, goodness. I don't I don't like Target very much. No, it, it, that's a controversial opinion. What's they your... just never. I mean, this might also be a like city Target problem. Like we were at the Target in Boston, and they just like never have the thing that I want. Like, it seems convenient. It's like, oh, they have everything. But no, they have a thing that is like kind of might be like what you want or they don't have the thing you want at all. Uh, and and that's, that's been my experience there. And you wonder why Amazon's making giant profits. Right. Because they have everything. Exactly, literally everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of service, I have a question for you guys. This is totally okay. off topic, but that's usually how we role anyway but i was thinking about tipping okay mm-hmm. you normally at restaurants would be kind of your key your 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 number one most tipped location right what is your policy on tipping in regards to when you receive bad service because i've heard very controversial opinions on how you're supposed to handle that situation i've I, I I can only recall one time I've ever received bad service. Okay. And I didn't give them anything. Okay. So and, so and that was when we were at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is yeah. Fair. I agree. But to be fair, they we hadn't we didn't actually receive anything from them, so it was hard to like not tip There was them. no bill. We just didn't buy anything. Right. That's true. I can't think of any time when the service has been so bad that I I, I think I think I I think that if it was really bad, I I wouldn't tip or I would tip less. Okay. I don't know. I think I would. 
I think I do like very loose mental math when I'm tipping. Like I don't take out my phone. So you unintentionally um, cut them short or over tip. No, them? no, the opposite. Like I'll I'll do it one way or the other, right? And and usually I think I I go like I over like I'll I'll round up. And I think if I had got bad service, I would definitely round down. Um, but again, I think the bar is pretty low for. I don't know. I, I, I aside from Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wings, I can't really think of a time that I got service it was so like noticeably bad. You know, because I, I know people who have like a a flat rate. I give fifteen or twenty percent regardless of service, and I know some people who are tips should reflect service, and you should go above and beyond based on great service or bad service. And I've had situations where. Um, I there was one time where I went to a restaurant and um, the waitress completely ignored our table and got upset when we like flagged her down for like drink refills and then she just didn't bring me something I ordered but still billed me for it. I mean it was like a series of major things, so I left her a very small tip. Mm-hmm. But there was another situation where I had dinner at an Olive Garden. Please don't judge me. And in the middle of a snowstorm, and our table was literally the only table in the entire restaurant and all that was left i kid you not because it was like we were supposed to get huge snow it was our table the waitress and a cook (laughs) and they were just there because i guess they couldn't close but nobody else was there and as soon as we were done they were going to leave and the waitress was super nice about it and didn't bitch about it at all and didn't complain so i left her a pretty sizable tip because i thought that was fair you know that that in this horrible situation she she still served us and was totally cool about it and um, so I really think it's um, I'm a firm believer and I, I just don't I just don't get people who are like, I had the worst experience at that restaurant and I left them a 15 or 20 percent tip. I'm like, well, then you don't understand the, I, the concept <laughs> of a tip. It is supposed to reflect the well, those people are, are, in my experience, extremely non-confrontational people. Well, also. But it's, I, they, they're the people who, when like they come over and ask, how's the food? They'd be like, oh, it's great. Even if they hate it. Yeah. Mm. I've also never gotten food that I hated, like that was so bad that I needed to send it back, like well, not cooked or something, like actually not cooked. And I would I would say I I tend not to tip on food because I've had lots of bad food and great service, right? And great food and it, bad I, service, right? I guess it's also the case that like the the I, I I don't know how that works. I've never really worked at a restaurant, but like your server didn't make your food, right? I would uh, hope not. <laughs> right. Or or they're a very talented person. Uh, yeah. I think what I find more challenging is like non-restaurant, non-sit-down restaurant settings, like counter service places or like other people that you may or may not be supposed to tip them, like, like movers or... Um, Shakers, movers, <laughs> shakers, uh, like cab drivers. Like, oh, you're all, definitely like, supposed to tip movers. I know those, you, right? you're you're supposed to tip like everyone that does anything for you, but it gets so weird. No, expensive. no, no, no. Well, yeah, pretty let much. Let me tell you about expensive tipping. But <laughs> there are plenty of people you. If you just like go to a sandwich shop. And you order a sandwich. I don't tip in that situation unless I want to, but I don't feel any obligation to. Uh, at coffee shops, I tip at the coffee shop I go to all the time because it engenders them to me, mm. and I get stuff, free stuff, uh, and that's an investment. Uh, I tip. I don't know. I, I think it's very cut and dried. And like, I could see being surprised by things like movers. Uh, repair is, like I'm, I'm like hyper aware of it. Tipped? Like, no, you know I don't, I don't think you tip I don't a plumber. Think so a bellhop, uh, you would tip. Yes. Yeah, your your hairstylist. So so this is the thing I get very stressed out about because like if I'm ever in a situation where it could be the case that I have to tip someone, I do extensive research before I'm in the situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Also, the the hairdresser thing is interesting because for a long time we went to like a a family hair like our hairdresser was a family friend and she didn't let our family tip. So I had no idea that that was a thing. 
I just was like unaware mm-hmm. of that because we never did because we, we just didn't because she was like a friend and she was like, I don't want your money. Or, I mean, she <laughs> took our regular money, but like, uh, so I don't, I don't know. It, yeah. It's it's an interesting thing. I just sort of wish it didn't exist sometimes. Yeah, there there is an argument to be made of the built-in tip and the, you know, automatic tipping because um, it, it can be uh, confusing and uh, and intimidating in some situations. I I would agree with that. Indeed, I would agree with that. I yeah. think we'll all just have to move to Europe where we don't have to tip anyone. For anything ever that also confused get... me when i went to europe by the way because i, kind I was gonna of ask knew about that. that i kind of knew you weren't supposed to do that but then i felt really uncomfortable after i got my bill and i'm like i don't know what to do and i i can't did i leave money i can't i don't think i did but i think i think okay no no here's what it was you know me my terrible memory the, the <laughs> restaurant made a point because it was clearly in a touristy area yeah. And, and I don't remember if it was on the receipt or somewhere. They made a clear point to indicate you're not supposed to leave a tip. And that's how I knew I wasn't supposed to leave a tip because I probably would have. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's what that signage was for. It was, was for very you. Because it was clearly yeah. it was all tourists in this place. And I'm like, good. Right. All right. Well, you, you saved me. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's fine. It's I guess it's only it like it doesn't bother me. It, I don't have a problem with it. Restaurants like that's the way it works here. Whatever I can, I can deal with that. That's been a part of my life. It just, it's strange when it's like the one time things where you like, it's an unfamiliar situation. And that's what I don't like. Like when, when I got, when my couch was delivered, I was like uncomfortable because I don't like, I didn't know how I've never even did seen furniture them? get delivered. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could. Yeah. That goes. I, well, I've got to tip the movers when they come get my stuff and I have, I know I have to, but I can figure out the right amount. Yeah, I, I, you know, the other thing is I can't remember if I, when I moved in San Francisco, I don't remember if I tipped them. Uh, is that when some of your stuff went missing? No, it didn't go missing. The only thing is here, like, to get to my, my apartment's like a fourth floor walk up here. So it was like they, they lugged a couch up four they flights of it. stairs. Right, which is like more, more legit than I was on the first floor in San Francisco. So that's not, not, not to say their job was easy, but. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, anyway, just a, just a question. I had this debate with somebody earlier and uh Oh no, are you guys there? Uh, uh I'm you're here, frozen. But you're Sean. frozen. Oh, okay. Well, just We're good. Okay. Your video's frozen, but I can hear you. So, let's well, just um should we toggle or just not do anything? Um, you know what? Give me a second and what I will do is capture you guys frozen because I think it's funny. And then, yes, you can talk. Go ahead and toggle. All right. Uh, and see if that helps. What am I toggling? Oh, you know, my video? video? Yeah. All Let's right. See if it reloads. I don't know. I, I just, I cannot believe the, the crap quality of internet in my house. But, you know, they've also, they put in a new telephone pole out front of the house. And I think that might be part of the problem. But no one really cares about my problems. And now you're just both spinning boxes. Nice. I'll have you flip it again in another couple minutes. But first, we are going to move on to some news, I think. And we've got quite a Mm -hmm. rundown here. Uh, We actually have news. Oh, I can see you, Colby, now. Uh, We actually have some news this week, which is a nice change of pace. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there any story in here that's uh, got your creative juices flowing? Anything in here you'd like to discuss? Name it, Uh, and it shall be yours. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Twitter. What? Twitter. what? Twitter? Twitter? Sure. We can start with Twitter. Absolutely, we can start with Twitter. Um, this is a, a, a reportedly, aka rumor, but supposedly, uh, Twitter is planning on letting users craft longer tweets by not counting photos and links towards its 140 character limit. This coming from Bloomberg today. Um, not Bloomberg today, but Bloomberg today. Um, it may happen in the coming weeks. Um, you know, apparently, and I did not know that these had hard numbers, links account for 23 characters and photos account for 24 characters. Um, and those are ones you oh, would get wow. bonus characters. You get those back um, under this rule. So technically, the whole thing would exceed 140, but um, non-links wouldn't count. Um, what also interests me is the way this article is phrased. It was indicate to me that 
that only counts towards pictures and um, links hosted through Twitter. So Twitter pictures and uh, what is it, t.co or whatever their shortened links are, um, are the only ones that wouldn't count. So Bitly hypothetically would not count uh, in that regard. Um, so again, could could be happening. We'll see um, if that happens in the future. Is, is this uh, good news to you guys? Bad news? No news? Some news? I think it's cool. Uh, I think it's cool only because I don't know. I, I maybe this wouldn't even affect uh, what I'm thinking of because of that. Like what are you saying? It's only the Twitter Twitter shortened links or something. But it always bugs me when, uh, like, I feel like it's there are a couple of people who will post Instagram sometimes, like to Twitter, and their caption is just slightly longer than the hundred yes. than whatever character. I guess a hundred and you know, a uh, hundred and seventeen characters or something. And I have to go to Instagram to read like two more words, and that's annoying. Um, so. We'll solve that problem, I guess. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to see what happens. It would be cool. I, here's what I would do. And then someone, if I work at Twitter, and then someone in Twitter would tell me how dumb this idea is. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, two weeks, uh, like 260 character limit. Uh, or instead of whatever it is. Uh, and then see what happens. Or 280. Double it. Try it. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Right. I mean, you'll get a lot of press, if oh, nothing mm-hmm. else. I mean, but the problem is you couldn't... It might be really hard to go back on that. <laughs> well, if up front you knew it was... Temporary? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it would be weird. It would be a lot of fun to see what happens, though. Yes. Yeah, I think this is a... No, go ahead, Colby. I was going to say, I think instead of a per tweet uh, character quota, you should have a like per week character. (laughs) So like you you can tweet like a thousand characters a week, but that's it. Like you can't no more, no less. You could use them all in one tweet or you could use them in a thousand different one character tweets. Oh, my God. I'm I'm going to anywhere in between. I'm going to blow your mind on this. Twitter revenue stream in app purchase more characters. <laughs> Boom! Ninety nine cents a piece. Wow, dude, See, they're gonna just, be so rich. We just revolutionize their business model. I, I mean, I don't know why they're having so much trouble. We did it in three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, that would also be really interesting. Oh um, yes. Would retweets count against it? No. But if you think about it, that does kind of create like an unfair media landscape where the wealthy have the loudest voice. It's almost like the real media it's landscape. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Um, <laughs> to, I mean, to a certain extent, that's already the case, right? But like wealth on social media is, is followers or, or likes on your – well, Facebook doesn't count. But on Twitter, like followers are – like the more followers you have, the louder your voice is, and you can pay to get followers theoretically. Sorry, I'm chatting with people on uh, on Twitch. Um, no, so the um, <laughs> no, 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 I, I, you know, I, 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 I think this is great because Twitter has um, previously hinted that they may extend to more characters. Um, yeah, apparently I missed something on the Twitch chat, so. Uh, when our internet collapsed, sorry, don't take it personal. Um, do it again? Question mark. I missed something. Um, but the um, I'm not a fan of of really blowing out Twitter. I really do like the limit, but mm-hmm. I do think it's stupid yeah. that um, I someone's someone just dicking around with us in the Twitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because no one ever talks to us in the Twitch chat. I kind of feel like we have to talk about this, but we're getting a, we're getting a question from uh-huh. the audience. Would you guys like to hear it? Sure. I don't know. Do we? It says, "My mom isn't letting me play video games anymore. What should I do to get her to let me play? My grades are all A's, and I have honors classes, but she still isn't letting me play." This coming from Tuka Anuked. Well. Mm. Why? What's 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 her reasoning for you not playing video games? <laughs> is is it the that trick- you play them too much, or 
The trick is to build a computer that makes it look like you're doing work when you're actually playing video games. <laughs> Win-win. That's smart. Yeah. You learn how or, to build a computer, and you're still playing video games. Oh, or you okay. Could, you could... Go ahead. No, 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 you keep going. I was just going <laughs> to say, you could, like, bargain for, like, a time a time allotment of, like, video game playing, like, I don't know. That's a good like, idea. Like what, 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 n so, what, hours of chores for n hours of of video games. So you're you're talking indentured servitude then? <laughs> uh, yeah. They can't ever take I them mean, out of that. That's what childhood is, right? Like, <laughs> fair enough. That's fair why enough. people have children to do work. Yeah, the parent thought. has the thing that scares you. There's unlimited work to be done. I know that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I really feel like we're doling out some solid life advice. And I think this is a great pilot for our eventual Twitch call-in advice show that we should do. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, so so the other option is to do what I did once. I don't know. Like, at some point, my parents started leaving me home alone, and I would just play video games when they weren't home. It wasn't like... But yeah, yeah. And then, and then when solved. they are home, you're, di- you're diligently doing homework, so you look very studious. There's no reason to be um, doing homework... When your parents aren't home, there's no reason. Okay, and I'm gonna jump in with the advice. It's a that... better time to be playing video games anyway. There's no interruptions. No, guys, come on. No, no, no. Oh, goddamn mother! Ugh, the internet here is so bad. Hello. Hello. God, this internet. I- I'm telling you, I'm gonna be so happy to move. This is a nightmare. <laughs> um. All right, we'll try and get Colby. <laughs> You there, Colby? Yeah, I'm here. All I'm right. Here. Oh, I, oh, I, yes. Hello, I just Colby. Colby. I miss you. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Now Twitch is mad because our stream is down. I, you know, this internet is unfriggin' believable. Anyway, great advice. Helping the people out, but we, I think we've got to get back to the news. Um, because we are, we are off pace. Oh, come on. This is immensely frustrating um, that there is just no internet at all. Um, we're going to try and get them back uh, here. If you all just hold on for a second. Hello? Nope, I just hear Skype ringing. This is bad news. Um, are we? Is there no internet at all anywhere? Let's find out. Um, hello, I hear ice. Hey, there he is. Uh, I don't see you. Yes, and that's correct. You don't see me. Now you might see me. However, we still don't have Dan. There he is. Nope, now it says call dropped. But anyway, gosh, this is really frustrating. I know, I agree. Are you, <laughs> are you okay there? Yeah. Stumbling around, a little too much to drink, you know? Um, let's see if we can get Dan here. Um, Hello? Hello, Dan. Okay. <laughs> quick, quick, let's talk about something before the internet collapses again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm very concerned. Um, uh, all right, let me just... Let's talk about that sweet, sweet Chinese economy. Yeah, clearly something we are pros at. Um, very knowledgeable <laughs> on the Chinese <laughs> lawyers and financial advisors on the show. Remember that. That's right. Take away nothing else from this episode. Remember that we are fully qualified to give advice about both of those things. Good. Now we got <laughs> that are. out of the way. We are, depending <laughs> on how you define qualified. Right. Yeah, yes. Right. It's a subjective I'm not term. Meaning that we're speaking the same language. But I will say that for our definition of qualified, we are. <laughs> for our definition. Yeah, okay. This is some very uh, sketchy legal. You've been hanging out with uh, the lawyers too much there, Dan. Um. All right, let's talk about the Apple Corporation. You may know oh. them for their fine electronic wares, but you may not know that they have a lot of free cash. Like a record amount of free cash. Like $200 billion. And they decided to spend some of it. Uh, this week, Apple invested a billion dollars, one billion dollars in, I'm going to try this here, Didi uh, Shuxing, 
uh, a major Chinese ride hailing service, basically the Chinese Uber. Um, they've bought a billion dollars worth of it. Uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook is quoted as saying, quote, we are making the investment for a number of strategic reasons, including a chance to learn more about certain segments of the China market. Of course, we believe it will deliver a strong return for our invested capital over time as well. Um, let's see. Uh, the, the company CEO called the investment an enormous encouragement and inspiration for our four-year-old company. Uh, it's the largest re- investment that company has ever received. They hold 87% of the um, 87% of the market for private car hailing uh, in China. So a, a massive, massive lead. China. China. Uh, God, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> um, So their website has an actual QR code on it. They which... still use those in China. Really? The, well, the, don't say still. Just say they use them in China. We never use them here. It's not like But I don't anyone... think people even put them up anymore here. Do they still? I thought I thought we just moved on. I think we've mostly moved on. I I used a QR code for something recently. What? Colby? Oh, is there uh, ever QR codes? So, uh, BitTorrent Sync lets you use QR codes to like add folders. Like, so if you have, because it's it's different from like Dropbox and that like each folder you have to connect individually. There's no like user accounts really. It's just all like I don't know. I I I don't know how to explain it any further. Than Edward that. Snowden's <laughs> shit right there. Yeah, yeah. It was like cryptography, math, hashing. Uh, the <laughs> the the yeah. So you can use the QR code to to like connect a new like folder thing. And I did that, and it it was okay. Well, that was I don't have a QR code app. It was built into BitTorrent Sync. But. Well, that was one story that didn't make the cut into the rundown. But uh, you guys remember Current C, which oh, yeah. was the uh, the the startup Wildly that successful payment uh, Apple Pay competitor? competitor. That's right, backed by Walmart. That was supposed to uh, replace Apple Pay, mm-hmm. and the whole thing was based on QR codes. Um, yeah, they just laid off 50 of their employees and scaled back their plan entirely and now have no plan for a national rollout. So QR codes, not going great for them. Does Hmm. that mean those stores that like just didn't let Apple pay work will stop doing that? I think they'll, yes, I think over time they'll, they'll start. Although what really bugs me now, this happened to me the other day. I never use Apple pay ever, like never, ever. And I got so excited uh, because I was in, it was like a Dunkin' Donuts, and the little term, credit card terminal reader said Apple had the Apple Pay logo on it, like on mm-hmm. the digital screen, like it said mm-hmm. Apple Pay. So, so I ha- happened to have my phone in my hand because someone messaged me, and I went to go pay, and they're like, "Oh, I, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm paying." Oh, we don't accept that. It says it right here that you, and they, no, we don't accept that here. I was like, "Oh my god!" That I really don't understand why the stores control the method of payment when they have a physical thing that supports it. I wonder if it's just that, like, the person didn't know. That, like, I mean, that could have been the case. Or so the, I've or the sometimes system was down. seen that, but sometimes, like, the chip thing doesn't work at yeah, all. Yeah, I've, I've encountered that before, too. Like, what's up with that? Right. Like, what is different about it? Maybe they're just waiting on that software update that... <laughs> <laughs> Yay, software update. Is it, like... Do Android phones still have this problem where they don't update the operating system? Like Motorola won't update the operating system for like a year. Mm, God, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, they got to go through like 14 layers of approval before they finally get pushed to the phone. And then by then they're on Android, you know, four <sighs> versions later. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully credit card terminals aren't like that. I guess they probably are. I. Yeah, they're probably worse. Maybe, maybe I'm so depressed, (laughs) Uh, but I'm not depressed about about ride sharing in China, China. So what? um, (laughs) So what do we uh, so what do we what do we think of this? Apple getting into cars, not the kind that we thought, but, um, you know, (laughs) it is very interesting. Has that I was thinking about this the other day to derail this conversation yet again. 
Remember, remember at the most recent Apple keynote when someone like got an email about the car project or something, mm-hmm. like a you know a fake email, and they made a joke about it. Has Apple ever joked about something like that that wasn't real? Well, I I'm I don't like, remember them joking I about the TV um, and the watch. The watch. I mean, the TV kind of wasn't real. I mean, the Apple TV is real though. Like, I think my take on the Apple TV thing is a bunch of people hearing people in Apple say the words Apple TV and saying, oh, they're making a TV. It's like, no. But but I think the car project is is a little different in that Apple has openly hired car experts. Like, mm. they, they it is known publicly they have a car team. Now, what, you know, it's a team of people who are experts at cars. Doesn't mean they're building a car. Could mean they're building technology to put in cars that someone else makes. So that's the that's the question. Right. But the fact that there's a car project is actually pretty publicly known. They've made some very high end hires. But I agree. Yeah. It is interesting. But this is a different Apple too. Right. You know, they're much more open about joking about this stuff and playing with their public image a little bit more um, than I think an, the old Apple would have. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> no, investing in the car company. Uh, I think it's a good idea. I'm still really attached to the notion that self-driving cars will not be things that you have to own and will just be like a shared resource, in which case experience, like having the experience of a company like this, just being around them would probably be pretty informative. I don't understand their point about uh learning things about the Chinese market. Like, what are you going to learn about the Chinese market that's applicable to your other businesses from a ride-sharing app in China? I don't really know. It doesn't... If And also, Apple, like, pretty successful in China, right? Well, yes and no. So, what's interesting, we, we actually talked about this, what, two or three weeks ago when we talked about their returns, was that they were skyrocketing in China, and over the last few quarters, they've actually collapsed. Uh, not like, you know, they're still selling a ton of phones, but, like, not like they were. Um, so they ate through the people who wanted iPhones in China, basically, and they're facing stiffer competition from well, the the Samsungs of the world. I feel like I and also Chinese heard companies. some. Well, so I feel like I also heard some of that attributed to like some economic slowdown at China mm-hmm. in China currently. Didn't uh, they have that thing where they shut down everything for a couple months too? Have you heard about this? There's like. Some crazy festival in February uh, in China. I guess it's the New Year Festival. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, it uh, is pretty nuts. I will try to find out more information. I think, you know, I, if, if I'm going to play the guess why they did this game, um, I think it's a combination of a they want a stronger foothold in the China market because they know there's a lot of money to be made and this is an easy way to do it. Two, I think I think this is what investors want to hear. Again, their stock has had one of the bigger falls it's had over the last few decades. Um, it's at one of its lowest points it's been in a decade. Um, I think they need something to juice the stock and I think spending some of that free cash on a business investment outside of their traditional business model is a great way to do that, especially in a growing market like China and in a growing segment like ride sharing. Um, And then I'll throw one more thing on top of it, which is, again, the car project and sticking it to Uber and 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 because they could have been just as much taking that money and put it in Uber and they didn't. Um, They they put it in their competitor. So um, I think there's something to be said about that. That would be my yeah. And I think they'll probably, you know, make some of that money back. But <laughs> even outside of that, I think it's it's more of a of a PR kind of play. Yeah. It's I mean, I, I guess I knew that this was a thing, but it's so weird that like Apple, a business is like investing in some other business, <laughs> like not purchasing that business, yes. but just like investing in it. I think that's very strange. Now, that's a, I would like to know the last time Apple did that. That would be a question because mm. I, I can genuinely not remember, especially this large of amount. You know, maybe a few million right. here or there, but yeah. but even anything above a hundred million, I can't recall a company that they bought a piece of and didn't buy completely. Mm-hmm. It's a 
good way to invest things. Like people, other people with a lot, a lot of money prefer this form of investment. So it could just be as simple as we'll make more money if we do this. Well, make our pile of cash even bigger. I mean, you got to remember Microsoft uh, bought a chunk of Facebook back in the day. I mean, these these companies, it's not uncommon for this to happen. Um, mm -hmm. It's uncommon for Apple to do it. And again, for a company with so much free cash, I mean, it's not really free cash, but you know what I mean? Uh, liquid assets, they, they really have a war chest like nobody on planet Earth has to invest in whatever the hell they want. So the fact that they picked a Chinese ride-sharing company is like a flashing neon billboard <laughs> to, you know, China is really effing important. <laughs> Cars are part of our future business model. Please raise our stock expectations. Like, that is their, like, you know, heads up. <laughs> it's crazy that even Apple, a company that has a larger, has more money than many countries, is beholden to shareholder expectations and analyst uh, previews of the stock price. Like, God. Stock market is so weird. It really is. It's very strange. I would bet if Apple... The problem is Apple doesn't have... Is too big, but I bet if they could take themselves private, they would. Yeah, they like just on, become on IPO. Big. Yeah, oh yeah. And companies do yeah, that. Yeah, you can do that, yeah. Absolutely, but they are they are to such a scale... That it just would collapse in upon so you know, what, like supernova. Like to do that, you would have to pay off all your. You would have to buy back all your shares from basically. But inherently, yes. in order to do that, you you basically have to bring in a partner because your company is worth more than your assets. So right. so you you'll never have enough cash to take yourself. <laughs> you have to bring a rich person to help you. Right, it's impossible. Right, and who is okay. rich enough to make up the difference for Apple? I no, but I think Bill Gates could come in and do it, and I don't think, <laughs> you know, that was one of the problems. Dell, um, I don't know if they went through. They tried to go private. I don't know if, if that succeeded a few years ago, um, but they had to bring in, like, some outside capital groups, and Michael Dell put some of his personal fortune back into the company um, to help them go private. Wow, fascinating. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of small companies do it. Right. Um, well, after they... Especially when they go on a, their stock is down and it's cheap to buy. Right. They'll do it. Uh, again, financial advice. You, you, you came to the right place. We're, we're, like, <laughs> we're like mad money, only less mad and with less money. Um, <laughs> all right. Very calm. Very calm, very so, broke. Don't panic money. That's Yes. God, I shouldn't even look at my portfolio. Um, I, watched, I watched Jim Cramer for the first time because he, he upgraded Etsy's stock the other day. And I had like... I had never watched it but had only seen it parodied and it the parodies are just copies like it is just as inane as all the parodies are this guy screaming using like a physical soundboard and like making like morning show fart noises mm -hmm. on, <laughs> like for millionaires to watch oh it was so weird and and, and you want to know something even worse back when yeah. i was an absolute nerd in like middle school which I guess I still am a nerd. Uh, I actually used to watch Mad Money, not like super regularly, but semi-regularly. He's milded out, especially since 08. He used to be, he used to pick up chairs and throw them. He used to, oh my God, he would like rip his shirt off. The dude was cr even crazy. If you think he's crazy now, this is like old man Jim Cramer. I love that guy. He's hilarious. Terrible for our economy, but hilarious. Um... Very good. All right. What? How are we doing on time? We've got we've got time for more news. Um, we've only gotten through uh, two stories here. So, uh, what we got? Some Amazon news, Google news, Instagram news. What? Uh, what's peaking? Oh, let's talk about the Instagram icon. That all was all right. I got all pissy about it. Did they? Oh yeah. Okay. For like a day, like the day that the internet gets upset about something. Uh, that was a couple days ago. <laughs> well, then let's talk about it. Uh, Instagram this week announced a new redesign for their app and their icon. Uh, the app redesign itself creates a more simplified black and white look. Um, they claim putting a, quote, more focus on your photos and videos. Um, it's really just stripped down, and they took out the blue part, um, and it's just more mild. They didn't actually change where any of the buttons are or what any of the buttons do. Um, it's really just more of a reskin. Um 
They also changed the app's icon from the old Polaroid camera now to a funky, colorful, uh, gradient sort of camera-esque icon. Um, I'm not really doing it justice, am I? Um, but you get the idea. They also upgraded um, the icons for uh, their supporting apps, Layout, Boomerang, and Hyperlapse. Um, you can get those updates now on iOS and, I believe, Android as well. Woo! Woo! So, get what are you guys thinking about? What, do you got, what does Colby think about the new icon? So... I don't use Instagram anymore. Yeah, that's right. Aw. Um, yeah. Bummer. So what was the last picture we got from Colby on Instagram, I wonder? Let's see. It's probably him giving the, giving the middle finger to Instagram. Well, so oh, it's me. me. They sent me too <laughs> many, like, you have random notifications that, that you, you know, like, you didn't look at the app long enough, and I got mad about it, so I just deleted it. Um, and I haven't missed it at all. Uh, also because everyone I, I care about who posts on Instagram also has their Instagram posts go somewhere else. So I still see the pictures. It's mm. not like I, I, I don't need to need to go but on Instagram. Do you care see. about me, Colby? Because sometimes I don't post my pictures on other things. Oh. Just to fuck. Well, I, I guess I don't then. You're missing <laughs> a little piece of Dan. <laughs> um, I think the icon looks okay. I don't know. It's it it's kind of unique, I think. I don't know. Like looking at all the other icons on my phone, I don't see a lot of gradients and not like it's certainly not like sun sun uh sunburst gradients. Right. Um actually it's interesting. I, I have this photograph photography folder on my phone and mm -hmm. there's the still very oh. analog looking Apple camera app and then everything else is white with a graphic in the middle of it except for this one. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that was like by design. They like downloaded all the most popular photography apps and were like, <laughs> we need to look different. Probably. <laughs> uh, no, you're probably yeah. right. I mean, it, it really does. You know, I'll do the little thing where I show what, what my home screen looks like, but it really does pop compared yeah. to the rest of the, the kind of uniform colored apps that uh, right. that show. So credit where credit's due. I do think it stands out now in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, you be. Uh, I like the the in app redesign. Also, is is very clean. Focuses on the pictures a lot more. Uh, that's what I'm the biggest I, fan of. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the in app redesign. It's, I don't know. But I, I, on one hand, like I see what you're saying. It looks clean, but on the other hand, it's also it looks like stock iOS component like. I don't know. Like apps all look the same now, <laughs> which is not necessarily bad. I guess it doesn't distract yeah. from the functionality, really. But they all look the same. I don't think this looks like stock iOS. It's not Maybe. doing I'm, the. Uh, I'm only looking at the the one. Like I'm not seeing the interactions or anything. I only okay. see this one. This one screenshot on the Verge. Again, it's but. extremely. It's it's the old app without the colors. Like that's it's right. based in a few tweaks to the icons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What bugged me most about the redesign was that in the old version, they had the the color gave you a better idea of when it was an ad or when it was a picture from your friends, because they did, um, and I can't remember because now that the apps changed, but I do know that there was a slight you could tell scrolling when it was an ad much faster then than you can now. Ah, I see what you did there, gotcha. Instagram. Um, they, see, this is, I haven't used Instagram since they had ads. And th they are showing up more and more. Long. Yeah, they really are. Um, I would say it's not as annoying as Facebook yet, but it's mm. getting there. And now with the redesign, I am annoyed because I do like when they stand out as ads. I don't mind seeing ads as long as you, you know, are kind of upfront about them being ads. Right. But hmm. um I don't know. I like I, I like the icon. I don't like the, the inner app. I really don't. I, I do like a little pop of color and, and I do agree that, you know, the, the blue header and, and it just made it look I don't know. I it, it gave it a more unique feel. And, and and I do you know, you gotta remember, when was the last time anyone used an Instagram filter? No one uses them anymore. <laughs> no, no, they really. That's I, a good point. I, I hadn't thought about, about that. It's really gone away from this idea of it's the cool vintage Polaroid concept to just another generic, 
to just a generic photo sharing app. And maybe that's okay. But I would have liked a little more of the flair to stick around. I think, yeah. I feel like that's how you get more users. Is like you become more generic. So it's like more interesting to more people. uh, And, you know, consequently becomes like less unique in the the scope of of things. Mm -hmm. That is true. Uh... Well, the looper things are fun. That makes it pretty unique. I forget what that... I guess it's just called Boomerang. Boomerang. There we go. Those are fun. Uh, But yeah, I'm scrolling through. I I can't... I don't see that many of my pictures have uh, any... Uh, borders or filters on no, them, I haven't used which one I am one. I am grateful for. Like, okay, cool filters, but we have these amazing cameras. We're gonna blur the shit out of them and just like make the color balance awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Snapchat is the worst at this, by the way. I'm convinced that they make their pictures look worse just to make it look like Snapchat. I think Snapchat does like it's compression, uh, compress right? the pictures. Yeah. Like they've always done that. It's not the full. <laughs> and, and again, just another nail and we in Snap- Dan. Snapchat's coffin. He's done. Uh, uh. That defeats the whole point of technological progress. Uh, but it makes it faster. I think that was the idea. Was that it's not a picture you're going to keep around. So why not shave off a megabyte of of pixely goodness mm-hmm. in 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 exchange for downloading like twice as fast which i actually like i think that's a i think that's a useful feature the compression side of it that was that was that was me the selling point of snapchat not that i can send goofy pictures to my friends but that it's fast and it's and it just does it um because sending pictures through ios you know through iMessage sucks it's not a great experience it takes a while and it sends these full res giant images and it's not convenient um, but you're right. Now that everyone's using that as their primary means of communication, mm-hmm. something is lost. Not really great for longevity. I'm sending you a Snapchat right now, Sean. Oh yes, Dan never snaps me. <laughs> I want more Dan snaps. <laughs> Send it to you, too, Colby. Don't worry. I like it's Snapchat. just me flipping you off. It's fine. I was. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wait for it later. <laughs> I yeah, let's not... see. Let's see how much the compression helps. <laughs> Oh, it's not. That's not too bad. There we go. Now it's captured for all time in HD. <laughs> um, I was actually Snapchatting at work this morning, which I probably shouldn't have done. But uh, but I was doing a <laughs> compliance training, which is always oh, fun. And they were asking yeah. um those what sort of clients for. Uh oh, well, just the, the kind of legal like don't accept bribes and. But it was questions like you know, um, you know, the fact that a supplier is very occasionally using child labor should not be of concern to us since the supplier is not part of our company. Like, those were the questions I had to decide were bad. <laughs> wow! You know, sending sending racist literature and photos via email to a small project team who have agreed not to share such material with other employees. <laughs> that would be a violation. So would making jokes that defame or belittle a religion. <sighs> I actually, I actually did a very similar thing today. Uh, must be that time of year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't work with with HubSpot clients directly, really. So I, d- I didn't have any of those, but there were some, some, some interesting. I mean, not interesting. They're kind of like obvious. <laughs> like you shouldn't say this to your coworker, sorts yes. of things. Like, and gee, I, guess, I, I never would have guessed. Is this what the hiring process is for? Like, yeah. Hire these people? Okay. Well, and we have to do the exact, I swear to God, it's the exact same questions, exact same training every single year, every 12 months, in case I've forgotten what harassment is. Interesting. So, this, is, was, this is the first one of those I've had to do. I've had to do other trainings about things that I don't remember. Oh, we had to do a training about like stocks, like IPO stuff, like that's it, uh, like insider trading in there. Yeah, I have to do a lot on bribes and gifts and price fixing and things like that because that happens a lot in my industry. You know, mm. so it's so it's like you know, uh, you know, your 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 client Brian invited you to a meeting at the strip club. You know, should you? I forgot <laughs> that was a real question. Uh, you know, you know, what what should you tell Brian? And it was like, you know, go with him. He's an important client, or you know, go, you know, re- report to your manager. It was it was, yeah, 
the things you got to deal with in the business world. Uh, go figure. Um, you know what? Sadly, we are out of time. Wah, 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 wah. So soon. So soon. The only one I'm bummed we didn't get to was the Amazon Video Direct. Which maybe we can touch on super quick, only because this show may be on it soon. Let me tell you why. Um, Amazon launched Amazon Video Direct this week, a service that lets video creators share any content and receive a cut of the revenue on the Amazon platform. Um, Basically, you upload your videos to Amazon, um, and they host it, and you can either sell it via Amazon.com, um, like you like a real TV show would, or you can make <laughs> it part of the Prime, free with Prime. You can do rentals, purchases, subscriptions, ad impressions. Amazon handles all the back end for you. Um, clearly targeting YouTube's red effort. Um, they've also planned to offer a share of a million dollars a month as a bonus to the top 100 titles on Amazon Video Direct. Um, the videos will be accessible through TV apps, mobile devices, uh, Fire TV devices, and online streaming. Um, they have launch partners, including How Stuff Works, Mattel, The Guardian, um, and a few other independent titles. But basically, anyone can upload their content to the service. So I thought, what if we did that? So we're so I'm going to give it a try. I started the process before we got on the air, and I didn't have a chance to finish. But um, I'm going to upload a few episodes and see what happens. All right. Very but sweet. I got to figure out how we're going to charge people and make some money off this. So That's right, because we're all about making money here. There, there right, is a, right. What I thought would be cool if we were actually successful is you can do, you know how like on Amazon Prime you can buy like mini subscriptions to like Stars or Showtime or, and you can do it through Amazon. Well, you can make up your own that. subscription. If you have a minimum amount of content, you can charge people a dollar per month or something oh. to access your catalog of content. So I'm like, well, you know... I think a buck a month or so, you know, I mean, we could charge it, you know, it's going to be like 20 bucks a month, but you know, <laughs> that's one way. Cause I don't think people would pay per episode. No. But then again, I don't know why people would need all our archives. Right. They're all I feel like online anyways. Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah, also, too. also, I mean, <laughs> the, the topical nature of our show kind of makes, makes for content that goes stale. It's really quick. ad impressions. I think would ha- would be the only way to make that work. Mm. interesting and what i will do is you can check oh. the box and make it part of prime i don't know how I much have, money we make doing that i have i have another topic yeah uh did you read that new york times article about how podcasts should be making money and like how everything needs to change and we need to be able to track uh listeners better so we can get ad revenue more as a marketing person, Sean, what did you think? How do you balance that need versus like how much that would suck? So I didn't read the article. If it's the article I'm thinking of that I like heard about um, is the one that it was making the argument that iTunes does a poor job of delivering metrics to con- uh, to podcasters and that they can't. It's a tough for them to develop revenue streams without that data. Right. Was that am I getting yeah. it right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree and I disagree. I agree metrics are important. There's a reason why Nielsen ratings still exist. Um, it's because the ad TV people need to make money. And, you know, I, I, I the problem I have is, is giving Apple makes many mistakes, but I will give them credit when it comes to podcasting. They're not perfect, but it is an open platform. Anyone can put their podcast on there and they don't charge and they don't make it hard. It's dead simple because they don't give those metrics. I think... Right. And considering Apple has like some 80% or whatever of podcasting traffic. That blew my mind. It, it really I is shocking really that, you know, everyone's podcast on iTunes because they make it so easy. If you give them the power, like Nielsen, to be the arbiter of all data surrounding podcast, it's, I, I don't think it's good to have it centralized. I think that's mm-hmm. a key argument against doing that. I do agree that metrics are massive. And someone is going to have to figure out a way to, I, I, I don't know, maybe some metadata you can cram into an MP3 and every time an app reads it, I, I don't know that, you know, I'm, I'm not the technical mind for that, but until you can really get a metric of, you know, Dan started an episode of TMS. He listened to the first 15 minutes and 36 seconds before he turned it off. And then he came back a day later and listened to another 15 minutes and left and he left at this point and we can you know until youtube is great at this because they have all this really hardcore data about how you 
um, every time you start watching and, and stop watching and, and where you're watching from and what device you're watching on. And until a podcaster can access that, you're, you're, you're really in a tough space. So whoever, you know, I, I really think podcasting is, is an interesting market for someone with a very technical background to come in and build a, a software solution. Um, I feel like they're, it's kind of cobbled together and I feel like there's no one way to really build and distribute and, and manage podcasts. So I'd be, I think that's an interesting underserved area. And you, did you say that you don't think that the, uh, Nielsen rating approach is uh, good enough for you to just get a sample of people and interview them about what they listen to? Well, but that's the th- that's the difference with TV, right? With with computers and the internet and technology, we should be able to capture everybody in a way that, you know, short of having a camera in your house tracking your face every time you're looking at the screen, um, that, that TV can't do. There's a reason they have to do surveys. is because they just don't know. When you get up and you leave the room, they don't know. Um, but hypothetically, we should be able to... Again, YouTube, I think, is a great parallel that, you know, and maybe iTunes wants to build this, and maybe they can. I don't know why Apple would want to do that. But I think if someone went out there and created a way for the... Pro- the problem is YouTube can only track views on YouTube and when YouTube is embedded. If you also uploaded your video to Vimeo, they can't track that. So right. how do you create a system that manages all that? I don't know. I'm sure some smart person will come up with that because that really is the holy grail. Um, because, again, it all comes down to basically ad revenue and you can't sell ads unless you know who the ads are going to be heard by. Boom. Boom. Knowledge dropped. So we'll see. Uh if um, I'll, I'll let you guys know if we get our videos up on Amazon Video Direct, maybe we'll make it part of Prime Streaming, and some people can enjoy this fine program. I think I think the dungeon, I think Game Nights might be a really good use case for that because it's kind of a story mm-hmm. that someone might want to hear. So, anyway, that's it for news. We've got no more of that, so we are going to continue on. With the picks, we do these every week where each of us come to the show with something cool that we have seen or read or played or bought or used or whatever, um, and we share it with the world. I'm going to jump in and go first because I'm first on the list, Um, and I've got a book this week. Um, How many of you guys are fans of XKCD, the uh, popular webcomic? There we go. Me. Who isn't? Come on. Um, created by Randall Monroe, uh, a very funny webcomic. I don't know if we've picked it on the show before. I want to say we have. Um, I'm going to XKCD. No, apparently not. Um, very popular. You can go to XKCD.com and look at that. Very kind of geeky, nerdy jokes, but they're quite funny. And, and these little comics. Well, uh, the author of those of XKCD wrote a book called What If Serious Scientific Answers to Absurd Hypothetical Questions. And in the book, um, he answers a series of super hypothetical questions that users or uh, uh, readers of his website have pitched to him. Questions like, um, what if I took a swim in a spent nuclear fuel pool? (laughs) Could you build a jetpack using downward firing machine guns? (laughs) Are fire tornadoes possible? And so on. And he goes through, I don't know, 15, 20 of these. And this guy, he used to work at NASA, Randall Monroe. So he he's a very smart guy. And he actually tells you scientifically the answer to these questions. But he also, um, not narrates them, but he narrates them with drawings. And he actually illustrates, that's what I'm looking for, illustrates all of the answers with graphs and charts. Um, I read it on a plane. It's a really fantastic kind of just fun read. Um, you learn a thing or two. The comics are funny. Um, if you like XKCD, I'm 98% sure you'll enjoy this book. Um, it is available on Amazon. Um, it's in, If you have Kindle Unlimited, which I don't know anyone who does, but it's free uh, if you have Kindle Unlimited. Uh, but you can also get the Kindle version, hardcover, and paperback all on Amazon. We will have the link on our website, don'tpanic.io. Uh, but it is What If by Randall Monroe. You can check that out. Um, Colby, I see you've got a uh, a game pick here for us. Indeed. Uh, I pick my pick is Uncharted for I purchased it last week and it is done. I finished it this Whoa. weekend. Stayed up way too late on Saturday night. Uh, but I thought it was really fun. The 
uh, voice acting and stuff is fantastic. Like the story is excellent. It did. Some of the reviews mentioned this, like the, the last, the third act, I think they there that's third of three acts is a little like slow. I don't know. It was like the first two thirds of the game were like so fun, uh, I thought. And it just like kept going. It was great pace. Like you never felt like you were pulled out of things too soon, but you were never stuck in doing the same thing like over and over again too much. Um, and it got a little weird at the at the end, just the the like actual game, like the puzzles and stuff that you were solving. Um, but I thought it was really fantastic. And I was like, I don't think I've ever really been like that invested in the story of a game before. I think it's really I think it also helps like I, I, I think I was more invested in the characters than I realized from playing the first three games. Um, so going through this one uh with with like a pretty great story and like pretty pretty great uh acting and and cutscenes and um just like gameplay in general i thought it was really cool so definitely definitely worth a play especially if you played the uh, the other three i enjoyed it um I I really this isn't a spoiler, but there's a part in the game where you're in your house right at the beginning and you can walk through and see all of your artifacts from the first three games. And it plays like a little sound, like a little music clip from the game. And he talks about having that. That was really cool. Mm, I, that's yeah. basically as far as I've gotten. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a, there's lo- it's lots of like cool little things that like the dialogue is hilarious. There are a couple like Indiana Jones jokes, which I find hilarious, which which I found really funny. Yeah. Um, the there are also like in normal gameplay, there are like non cutscene sequences where you can just have like a side conversation with the person you're with. And like as you're doing stuff. Uh, and those are those are really interesting too. So, yeah. now, Colby, did you play The Last of Us? I didn't finish The Last of Us. <laughs> I got, so here's here's what happened with The Last of the Us. Clicky, the clicky thing is. Yeah, I got stuck in a terrible like auto load place, and I just like it ruined it. I just couldn't. I haven't been able to get back into it. So I think what I have to do is just start again. At this point. Which I will, I feel like I, 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 I'm bound to do, but. Fair enough. Uh, as Dan continues to look disappointed. Uh, <laughs> let, me, uh, let, let me ask you uh, a, a side semi-unrelated question. Did either of you see the trailer for the new Assassin's Creed movie? No. no. Okay, then we won't talk about it, but I've got opinions. So when you get a chance, watch it, and then we can talk about it, because it is interesting. Um. Excellent. All right, Dan, you uh, do you have a pick for us this week? No, not really. I I'll just say I've I've continued to read the Expanse books since I recommended the show. I guess I never technically recommended the books, but after I finished season one of the Expanse on the Seafy channel, it's based on a book. I picked it up, started reading it. I'm on book six. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my god! It's I good. finished. I finished book one finally, and I'm like halfway <laughs> through book two. Book right. six. You're a monster. I am a monster. What are these comic like, books? Do you just I mean, not sleep and read them instead? I've I've had a fair number of train rides in the past two weeks. Uh, like that's helpful. I only read two and back from Boston, which is like that's like sixteen hours of reading right there. No, no, no just eight, <laughs> just eight, eight hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of work. That's, that's, How many but, of these books are there? I hope there's a sixth because I just finished the fifth. Because <laughs> I, I see... At least five. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen more than five on Amazon. I was just looking. Uh, Has the series been completed yet or is it a work in progress? That's also a great question. Uh, want to know. November 1st, 2016 is the release date for book six. Oh, no. no. <laughs> God, I'm in the middle of like uncountable book series, just unknowably many. That's probably not true. <laughs> no, you probably know. I, I yeah. Anyways, that's still been really good. 
I'm still playing Rocket League. I played with Colby last week. Last week, two weeks ago. They, there's cool new basketball modes and hockey modes and stuff. Yesterday, I did like the trainings and stuff, and I did some practicing, like maneuvering, ball ball handling practices on just by myself in like the training mode. Excellent. So, yeah, I'm gonna work on it a little more, but maybe sometimes yeah. we can play on. And I know we uh, we know two other people who play too. We could start a four person online team. You can take the world by storm. Wow. The the world then yeah. <laughs> There's like monthly championships, you can win money and stuff online. It's crazy. Oh, dang. Yeah. Quit our jobs. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Pump the brakes. I don't know about that. Um very good. Well, um, I think that about wraps us up. I do wanna give a shout out, a a don't panic shout out, um, to a fan on Twitter. Who uh, who tweeted us? These guys are the best, and that would be none other than Liz Jasko. So thank you, Liz, for uh, yeah. for letting us know how great we are. We uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter if you would like to tell us how great we are at Don't Panic Show. Uh, but if you're not going to remember that, then you should just go to our website, Don'tPanic.io. Go there. We've got all the episodes, audio and video, and links to every pick. Uh, even when Dan has one, uh, we have them on the website, don'tpanic.io. And we, of course, have links where you can subscribe on iTunes, which is the biggest podcasting place on the planet. Um, we also have access uh, to get the show on Stitcher, Google Play Music. Um, where else? Uh, oh, geez, YouTube. You can get the video version, RSS. We're in most major podcasting apps. And, of course, uh, you can email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com, if you would like to let us know more. We do the show live Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m., central uh on twitch twitch.tv slash don't panic show you should join us because if you chat along with us we just might mention you live on the air but not if you troll us um actually i'll probably get sucked into it but who knows we'll roll with that um very good uh we will be back like i said next week with more tech news on behalf of colby and dan this is sean thanking everybody for joining us and hoping we'll see you next time for even more tech news on another episode of don't panic <laughs>